I'm Jason Thomas. Welcome to the Hardway MBA, where we empower ambitious corporate professionals. That's you, right? With real-world business knowledge. We interview business leaders who are gracious enough to share their strategic insights and tactical activities to improve your business and career. If you enjoy these interviews, please spread the word because nothing says thank you as well as a referral to your friends and colleagues. Now let's dive in. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Jason Thomas with the Hardway MBA. Got a wonderful guest. I cannot wait for you guys to meet Carlos Gill. I'm really super impressed with Carlos uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, and we're, we're going to get to all of these through the course of this, uh, this conversation, I hope. Uh, but Carlos is the epitome of a hustler uh, from the, in the, the best possible sense of the word. Uh, much like myself, he's got a full-time gig working in a, a, a relatively large organization and doing a great job there. At the same time, Carlos is all over social media, obviously has, uh, has his own ideas and wants to put those out, uh, out in the world to share and really want to talk to Carlos about, you know, how to, how do you, how do you decide what projects to do or how do you get involved in, in extracurricular quote unquote projects and, and maintain and sustain that kind of energy level. But most of all, I want you guys to hear from Carlos. Uh, just the, the energy and, and the passion he brings to the table and, and everything I've seen him do. So, uh, Hardway NBA fans, welcome Carlos Gill. Carlos. Man, Jason, thanks a lot thank for having you. me on the show. Oh, my pleasure, man. Thank you. So I, I that's my, that's my introduction, but kind of give us, give the, the listeners here a sense of who you are and what you do and, and kind of where you come from to set the stage for this. Yeah, absolutely. So to, uh, you know, First, I want to thank you for having me on the show and uh, really thank you for the great remarks and the very kind words that, that you really framed up there. Um, to give your listeners out there a little bit of insight as to who I am, um, you know, you can really best define it in a few ways. The short, very high level is that I'm a uh, digital marketing uh, strategist. I'm a brand marketing executive, public speaker, and entrepreneur. But when you really peel back the curtain, really, who is Carlos Gill? I am 31 years old, and I grew up in South Florida. I'm an only child. Just wanted to throw that in there. And my path towards my career has been an interesting one, um, needless to say. I um, had a very fortunate upbringing uh, growing up as a kid in Fort Lauderdale. Went to private school. Mom and dad were very well off with businesses. So I grew up in a very affluent household. And at the age of 17, I made a decision that has really impacted me uh, for my whole life since, you know, over the last 14 years. And it's made a profound impact on me and my career. And that's the fact that I dropped out of high school. So I dropped out of high school at 17 going on 18 for no other reason than the fact that Call it having ADD or really just not really being connected with wanting to sit in a classroom setting. But I just was one of those kids that I'd be in school and I'd think about things like when's the next party happening? You know, who are the hot girls? That sort of thing. I was always consumed by that. And I was also consumed by wanting to work. So 
like I said before, I grew up in an affluent household. My parents drove nice cars and I, I would see these things and I always thought like, man, like how can I get to drive a Porsche or a Lexus someday? How can I get to have that nice house without having my mom and dad necessarily give it to me? And all throughout high school, the three years I was in there, I worked jobs. I worked at my dad's restaurant. I worked at Blockbuster Video. I sold shoes. And it was through these jobs where I just really developed what I call sales skills and just really interpersonal skills. And I think that's really where my marketing career started. It was a combination of I was on AOL back in like the 96, 97 era. I was working while in high school. And I really just kind of developed this persona of I love people. And I love being able to really use my personality to influence people and make decisions. And again, like I said before, I sold shoes at one point. So I dropped out of high school and I went to go work for Underground Station, which I, I believe is still in existence. They're affiliated with Journeys. And I'm 18 years old now, making $5.50 an hour, working at Sawgrass Mills in um, Sunrise, Florida. And I'm making $5.50 an hour. I'm getting paid 50 bucks commission for every $1,000 that I sold. And, you know, a light switch went off that this isn't what I want to do my entire life because being a high school dropout is not going to get me very far in life. So I decided to get my GED. And after working a couple other jobs, I was able to actually get my, my break, if you will, in corporate America, age 19, working for Citigroup. And it was working for Citi where I had to hustle. You know, I, um, I was working part time at the, at the time. I was working in a call center environment, making phone calls, doing collections doing home loans and personal loans over the phone. And again, you know, very quickly, while I was given an opportunity and a stage to perform, I saw that this isn't really where I want to be my whole career because, you know, let's face it, you're not going to really be able to get very far and to have those luxuries and those royalties that I saw as a kid. It wasn't going to be it for me working at a call center doing collections. So one of the things that I did early on in my career that I'll never forget is, that, again, 19 years old, working a part-time job, I asked our district manager at the time, what did I have to do in order to get her job? And she told me it was very simple. I'd have to, A, meet my goals, and B, I'd have to go through a training program um, and first have to be a full-time associate, then be an assistant manager, then be a branch manager, et cetera. So long story short, I'm at Citigroup, and at age 21, I graduated from their management trainee program. I was managing my own branch, doing consumer lending. And from a city, I was recruited by Regions Bank to open up a new branch for them over in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, this is age 23. Then I'm 25 years old. I'm working for AIG. I'm working for a subsidiary there. It's called American General Finance. And 2008, late 2008, the economy takes a tumble for the worse. And I find myself laid off. Uh, and the month I was laid off for my job in banking, so were 500,000 other Americans. Yep. So this is late 2008. My wife at the time is eight months pregnant. And, you know, the reality really set in at this point is who's going to hire a laid off banker who happens to not have a college degree, who's technically a high school dropout. And a light bulb went off in my head at that moment. And, you know, Jason – to, to be to be candid with you, I didn't have really an option to think about failure because my, my family depended on me. So I turned to yeah. social media and while a lot of people, you know, think, you know, well, social media is pretty popular. It's what a lot of people do nowadays. We're talking about 2008 when social media, as we know today, wasn't as popular. People weren't really utilizing it. So I got on LinkedIn when LinkedIn was really ground level. Yeah. 
And it was through LinkedIn where I came up with this idea of how about I use social media and I use these resources to try to help mid to senior level professionals like me find employment in America. And not knowing anything about starting a business, not knowing anything about running a job board or a staffing firm, I took the little severance money that was given to me. I started up a business and, and Jobs Direct USA is really what was my entry into the world of, um, of being an entrepreneur, being a speaker. And it really gave me a platform that I was able to go ahead and learn how social media works from the inside out. And since then, um, since Jobs Direct USA, I've gone on to start up social media uh, for other brands in the retail sector. Uh, today, I'm a head of digital for, for a brand. And, you know, I look back on the last 14 years to when I made that decision to drop out of high school. And it's been honestly just one crazy ride, but I would not change a single thing for the world. Yeah, I think it's a great story. And, and uh, it's a great story with all its ups and downs. And that's one of the things that uh, I really try to focus a lot in these interviews on is, is the downs. I think it's really easy to get to, to hype each other up and talk about the good times. And that's great. I'm, I'm glad we can pat each other on the back. At the same time, it's the drive that got you through the bad times that uh, the, the real hustlers out there want to know about. They want to they hear about, you know, what did you do when you fell down? How did you stand up? Um, thanks for sharing that, that, uh, that backstory, I think. So right now, I know that you were being a head of digital at a retail brand here in the St. Louis metro, at least, and I think kind of in the Midwest, right? Correct. You have you have that. That's uh, got to be a pretty pretty full time day job. Um, I see you on Carlos Guild TV. Uh, on uh, you got a great YouTube channel. Um, I, I've seen some great videos come out of there. I've seen some fireside chats. I've seen a whole lot of digital, uh, you know, social media activity. And sometimes I, I wonder how is Carlos finding time to to do all of that. Are these things feeding one another somehow? Uh, Help, help me understand that a little bit. Are, are, are you finding synergies? And I, I hate that word. I can't believe I just used it. But are you finding a way that, that each one of these different activities is helping you in the other? Or you just like it? You just So, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, Jason, everything that we do is, is interconnected, right? Whether it's a full-time gig and then you do something on the side, whether you have multiple gigs, they're all connected. You know, I'm a firm proponent of personal branding. I think we all have a personal brand. But some of us, we tend to tap into it more than others, right? And I wouldn't be who I'm at. I wouldn't be who I am today, and I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for social media, if it wasn't for starting up a business when I did. And I definitely wouldn't be working at a brand today in social media if it wasn't for any of that. And, you know, I, I, I do this stuff like the Carlos Gill TV and the YouTube blogging and, and all that because at the end of the day, it's all about transparency and it's about getting other people also be motivated and inspired. And, and that's why I do this stuff. It, it's a lot of what I do on social media. I'm not getting paid for. Obviously, I work a day job. I get a salary there. But a lot of what I do on the side, it's really just because I'm passionate. And I'm passionate about people not only understanding my story and where I come from, but what they can do with their life and with the same tools and the same resources. I can't tell you over the years how many people I've met, whether at a Starbucks or a Panera or at a conference, they have all these visions and all, they have all these goals but they all know how to get there. Mm -hmm. And when I sit and I talk to people for five minutes, I tell them, look, I was this laid off banker at 25 that started up this business that eventually got me to be hired by a company to start up social media for them. Like, think about that. 
think about the 17-year-old that dropped out of high school and look where he's at today speaking at conferences about this stuff. And it inspires people. And at the same time, it humbles me and it keeps me grounded. And I thought to myself several months ago, if I can use YouTube especially as a platform to continue to promote that story and to get that content out there, then hopefully it'll at least reach and touch one person out there and it'll make a difference in their life. And as far as how it intertwines in my day job, you know, at the end of the day, who I am is who I am, right? So there's no way when I go into work that I can really turn off this persona because I am who I am. Now, granted, when I'm at work, I'm at work. I'm committed to, to the brand that, that pays me my paycheck and helps pay my bills. I'm committed to them when I'm there. I'm thinking about the brand when I'm at home, on the weekends. I'm constantly thinking, how can I help improve this brand? When I see another brand out there who's doing something really cool in social media, I get excited because I think about how can I do that for the brand that I work for. But at the same time, it goes much further beyond that. There's a passion there within me that's not corporate America. That corporate America doesn't necessarily feed or fulfill. And it's that passion, like I shared with you before, that's just for helping people. And everyone has their passions out there. Obviously, you're doing the podcasting. It's something you're really passionate about. I know people that write books, people that cook. People that do so many other cool things, but it's really just about tapping into that passion and, and really using the tools and the resources that we all have out there for what I call social good. Yeah. So, and one of the things that I was I was thinking about as you're talking there is, you know, how do you how do you decide what side projects you're looking to that you will invest your time in? I know I will have a thousand ideas for every one I have time to execute on. It sounds to me like you're looking for the ideas that, that tap into that passion, that what's going to let you share your story, your personal story with the world and, and inspire other people. So, you know, I, uh, I have a different business idea. I think every single day, <laughs> uh -huh. but like many of us out there, we're strapped by time and by something called, called cash, <laughs> which is really important. So when I, when I think of side projects, it's really what makes, what makes the best sense of time and of dollars, right? So if it's something that can help me generate dollars, great. Or if it's something else that can help me invest my time pro bono to help others even better. Um, so I think using the tools like YouTube, podcasting, like we're doing here, Twitter, Facebook, things like Twitter chats are great. You know, and let's just kind of take that for an example. You can rally people up all over the country, all over the world, and all talk about a topic at the same time that helps you build your network. It helps you get to know people and other influencers, and it helps those influencers get to know you too. So again, these are such powerful mediums to help tell that story. But one big, one big thing is books also. And I started writing a book, My Unemployed Life, many years ago when I found myself in the struggle, unemployed starting up a business. And I put that project on the hold back in 2012 when I returned back to work. And then earlier this year, I got that itch. You know, let me strike while iron's hot. I made a lot of goals going into 2014. And one of them was to speak at a dozen industry events, uh, which year to date, I've accomplished that goal. And another was I'm going to finish my unemployed life. And part of what I did was I, I started an Indiegogo campaign to crowdfund uh, to help cover some of the expenses associated with publishing. And uh, next year, My Unemployed Life will be a reality. And that's going to be a book which hopefully carries on for, for generations and something that my kids can look back on and say, wow, my dad did something really cool. That is cool. Where can we, uh, since we're talking about My Unemployed Life right now, tell me where we can go 
order a copy or support your Indiegogo campaign? So the Indiegogo campaign wrapped up earlier this year. Okay. The book is the book is currently in development, so it is not for sale yet. But for anyone listening, you can go to myunemployedlife.com. It's going to take you to a landing page uh, from when I hosted the Indiegogo campaign. And on there, there's going to be a video that you can see. And uh, it'll give you a little bit more background on myself and the book and really what I hope to accomplish, uh, which is helping as many people as possible find jobs. And regardless of their situation, whether they're unemployed, whether they're currently working at a job that they dislike, or whether they're just graduating college and looking for their first job, um, really the point of the book is leveraging social media, tapping a personal branding, network, and learn a trick or two from, uh, from yours truly. Yeah, absolutely. I'll put a link to, to, uh, to that in the show notes if anybody's uh, interested. So one of the things that you've talked about so far and, and is really clear as you shared your story there, there at the beginning is you're not shy at all about bringing your person and your personality and your life into uh, a business conversation, um, especially on, on social media. You don't, you've got some really, to me, I kind of have a, a bit more of a, uh, 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 I guess a, a firmer line between my personal and my business life. And I don't talk about my personal life all that much at work. Um, ha, talk, talk to me a little bit about that. It seems like that blurred line is just the way you are. So I, I don't know that you've ever even thought about it before, but <laughs> is that a, a conscious choice or is that something that just, you know, just I gotta be, I gotta be honest comes along you, the way? It, to me, it comes natural because yeah. my life has been documented on social media since 2008, since basically the day I lost my job and I went public and said, hey, I just got laid off by AIG. Um, if anyone wants to hear me out, I'd be more than happy to talk to you about my situation. So so no, you know, social media has been a great soundboard. I've built a fabulous network over the last seven years um, where it becomes a little awkward is like in the corporate setting. So I went back to work in 2012. I was in Jacksonville and I had people that would come up to me and say, hey, I used to see you on the news all the time, or I've seen your videos on YouTube, or I've, I've read about you in the paper, and you're that guy that did the pink slip parties. And that was kind of awkward, <laughs> to be honest with you. Sure. Uh, but you, you become used to it. And early on, when I started Jobs Direct USA, one of the best pieces of advice that was given to me, someone said to me that everyone loves rooting for the underdog. And that couldn't be further from the truth. It is, it is just such a true statement. People love rooting for the underdog. And what I mean by that is they want to get behind the guy who's been knocked down and they want to help him out. And I'll give you an example. I've got a friend of mine that just started a business. Name is Nick Cicero, if I can name drop. And he just Absolutely. started a new business called Del Mondo over in New York. It's a talent agency. And we were talking the other day on the phone. And I said, you know what, Nick? Don't be one of these entrepreneurs that sends out emails talking about how great business is because let's face it, you just started your business. So right out of the gate, you're going to struggle. And my advice to you is embrace the struggle. Get people to really rally behind you because that's what I did with my business. Um, I didn't know a single thing about starting up a business. I didn't know how to write a business plan. But I used social media to get people behind my cause and when I got people behind my cause, again, when I got them to root and help the underdog, I saw I was able to build just this, this karma and this network of people that wanted to help me and help my business succeed. And I'm telling you, that is so powerful when you use these tools to actually build a sales force out there. So because I was so transparent early on 
there's no way to necessarily turn off that transparency, right? Yeah. So if you go on YouTube right now and you look at my Jobs Direct USA YouTube channel, you're going to see videos on there from when I used to be on the news and I used to talk about life as an unemployed startup entrepreneur and the ups and downs I went through. And I've done a lot of blogging about it, you know, examples like having my lights cut off because I didn't have any money in my bank account to keep the lights on in my house. And those are things at the end of the day, Jason, I think build character. Yeah. And you need to embrace those. You need to embrace those those losses the same way that people rush to embrace the wins. They rush to Facebook to post when they bought a new car, bought a new house. You got to embrace the losses because I think it's the losses that build character. And without that character, I know I would not be having this conversation with you right now and I would not be where I'm at in my career. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's a. Uh... I get really frustrated when I get on Facebook because the only thing you ever see are the positives. Um, and I know that, uh, the world is not quite so rosy. Now it's nice that we're all not just crying and sobbing on Facebook. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to see people yelling and screaming and, and, you know, being negative and drawing everybody down At the same time. There's a level level of realism. And I think there's a, there's a hashtag I see you use all the time. Real talk, which I, I, I think is, Hey, this, this is real stuff right? Mm -hmm. Real life is hard. Bad things happen to good people. And you got to figure out how to, as you've said, embrace it, stand up and move on. So I'm curious about some of these things that, uh, that you've done in the past that they, they live forever on the web. Um, and as you've ventured back into corporate America, you're in a digital marketing role. So it's something that, uh, you know, you can kind of point back and say, Hey, I've practiced what I preach. I've built a personal brand. I've leveraged all of these tools for my, myself. So I think you're in a position that, that that's okay. Even if the content there might not be something that everybody would want to see, but have you, have you gotten any feedback from other people in corporate America about, I don't know what, what their thoughts or feelings are. I think that's something that, uh, well, I, honestly, that's something that I worry about. You know, I don't know if I don't know if all of our listeners do, but I worry about it sometimes. Again, it's all about it's all about real talk. So the the short answer yeah is yes. You know, I, I have gotten pushback um, at my previous role specifically around content that I post. Not that it's questionable or risky content because I have a pretty good source of knowledge of what should go on Facebook or on Instagram or Twitter, but just more or less around being so transparent and anytime you work in social media or in digital for a brand. In fact, let me take that step back. Anytime you work for a brand period and you're yeah. on social media, you're essentially a risk to that brand. And the reason why you're, you're a risk is because even if you're not on company hours, anything that you do can be associated with the fact that you are a representation of, of the company that you work for. Now, people like myself that work in social media and in digital marketing, I want to think that we're even more of a risk because there's more eyes on us. Oftentimes our profiles are tagged with where we work. What yeah. we do is very visible. So if I'm out at happy hour having a couple cocktails and I'm posting about it, now someone either internally or externally can see that this employee that works for XYZ company is doing whatever activity. But at the end of the day, we're all human, right? And I think that's what's great and, and what's unique about these mediums is that there's transparency there and it's all about embracing it. And I, I think that as we go along and millennials start to grow up and 
You have more millennials in the C-suite. It's going to be less of a uncomfortable conversation. But I can tell you between 2012 to right about the end of last year when I was working for my old employer, there was definitely some interesting conversations that uh, that we had and some people that would tap me on the shoulder internally just to give me a heads up. And I think we can leave it at that, but you, uh, you see where I'm going with it. Yeah, I do. And, you know, it's interesting. I think that uh, the way you approach this really matches something that, uh, that struck me a, a few years ago. Someone told me, hey, man, don't worry about it. It's just business, not personal. And I thought, you know, that's a line of crap. If you care about what you do, then business is personal. And if you don't care about what you do, please don't do it around me. That's so, that's, that's that's real talk. That's so yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, I care about what I do. So business is personal. There's no way around it. Um, now, that doesn't mean my feelings get hurt every time some, something doesn't go my way. But let's have the real conversation about it. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a fairy tale. So – the one last question has become kind of my standard on this podcast. Um, this podcast, as we've said, it's, it's, it's really aimed at the hustlers of the world. A lot of times they're, they're folks in the middle of an organization that uh, are trying to find their way, trying to find their voice, trying to figure out what it means to be a hustler. How do they get ahead? Um, how, do they, uh, how do they stick out like a sore thumb and feel good about it? Because if you're a hustler, you're going to. What... What piece of business advice would you give to these folks that maybe up and comers that we haven't heard of yet uh, that are going to help them? Maybe the, the, just the best piece of business advice you, you would have to offer. So that's an awesome question, and I wish I could give you one liner. I, I probably could, <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a few points. Go out for there. it. So early on in my entry into entrepreneurship with Jobs Direct USA, I, I struggled a lot with trying to make a dime because, again, I started my business right in the thick of the recession. And 2008 was bad. 2009, I made no money. By 2008, I was completely bankrupt and on my ass, like as poor as you can possibly imagine. Lost my house, my cars, you name it. And, again, a good, a good piece of advice that I got is, is you have to be patient. You know, what, what is for you will be and you may not see it right now and then, but you need to be patient. And I was also told early on that when you start up a business, you're not going to make money. And if you do make money in the first couple of years, it's going to be enough just to keep the lights on. And again, very true statement. So I learned the hard way and I persevered through it. And as a result, I'm having this conversation again with you tonight and I would not be where I'm at in my career if it wasn't for the perseverance and the passion that I always had. So one mantra that has stuck with me and I always say to people on social media very often is uh, passion and persistence always wins. So if you have a cause, whether you are working in a corporate environment and you are very passionate about a certain cause, if you're passionate about goal, if you're passionate about growing your business, don't give up on it. Continue to pursue that passion because that's going to be what always supersedes everything because people will work at their hardest when they're passionate. People will sell their vision the most effective that they will ever sell it when they're passionate. People won't do things if they're not passionate. At least they won't do them the right way. 
and then be persistent. If I would have given up in the first six months when every single potential VC that, would, that I met with laughed at me in the face because I didn't know how to write a business plan, if I would have given up when the lights were cut off in my house because I wasn't making money, if I would have given up at any time between 2000, late 2008 to the beginning of 2012, who knows where I would be today? But because I was so persistent in pushing forward my vision, my desire, my passion just for helping people, I was able to go ahead and not only accomplish that feat, but it was able to get me to the next stage of my career. And like you, Jason, I've got big goals. I want to be a CMO for, for, for a brand someday. I want to get my book out there. I want to be on stages speaking to people, motivating, inspiring. But it's those two things, the passion that I have within me, and it's that persistence that no matter who or what gets in my way, no matter what obstacles I will face, because I guarantee you between now and the ladder I continue to climb, there will be many, I'll never give up. So again, passion and persistence always wins. And anyone listening to this, any entrepreneur, anyone at all that wants to accomplish whatever it may be, stick to those two principles. And I guarantee you, it won't be right now, but along the way at some point, it will make perfect sense to you. Awesome, man. Great advice. So one of the things I ask of our, of our audience, Carlos, is to pick one or two things that they've learned from you as they're listening to this and let you know. Um, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, very simple. Hit me up on Twitter at Carlos Gill 83. That's Gill G I L with one L. I'm also on there at Carlos Gill TV. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Carlos Gill, and then on Facebook as well. So I'm, I'm easily accessible. As long as you're finding uh, Carlos Gill with one L, uh, it shouldn't be too hard to find me. And, uh, you know, my door is always open for anyone out there that, um, you know, regardless of where they're at in their, in their life, their career, their business. Again, uh, I'm really passionate about helping others and any way that can be of assistance. You know, please count on me to, uh, to be there for you. Cool. Hey, thank you so much for uh, taking some time to enlighten our, uh, me and the audience and, uh, and share your story with us, Carlos. All right, Jason. Thanks so much for having me. Hey guys, thanks for staying to the very end. Uh, Jason Thomas here with you. Listen, Carlos is awesome. Uh, we recorded that a while back, and Carlos has moved on and, and continues to do amazing things. Uh, went from working at Shop and Save to moving out to Silicon Valley, uh, getting a job with LinkedIn, and then moving on again to another enterprise software platform. He is just blowing things up. Check him out on LinkedIn. Uh, look him up, Carlos Gill. Uh, hit him up for uh, a little advice. I think he's got his own podcast called Hustle Culture and probably launched another since then too. So check Carlos out. Very inspirational guy. Very knowledgeable around social media. 
and uh, is somebody you should really pay attention to. On another subject, guys, uh, listen, we're finishing out 2015 really strong here at Hardway MBA. I hope you are too. I know in my my day job at Proficient, I've got the pedal to the floor and I, I'm, I'm accelerating through Thanksgiving and Christmas. At the same time, I'm looking at 2016 and saying, how am I going to attack this thing? You know, I, I'm a very busy guy. I've got a lot to do with Proficient. I've got a lot to do with Hardway MBA. I've got a family at home that I love dearly and is my highest priority. How do you attack all of that and, and live this one life that we have? Well, here's my suggestion. Get it on paper. Make a plan of attack. Use the framework that I've put together for uh, for you guys. Look it up at hardwaymba.com slash 2016 plan. Very simple, straightforward way to get your thoughts on paper. Have a solid framework and a plan that encompasses your personal life, your business life. Talks about what metrics you're going to track, what behaviors you're going to uh, engage in. And gives you a way to anchor that into every single day of the year. Because for my money, I can make a great plan, but the plan is meaningless. It's the action that matters. So, folks, thank you for listening. Uh, your feedback is phenomenal. I really appreciate all the feedback. We've got a big goal here at Hardway MBA over the next few weeks uh, with the relaunch. We will be hitting new and noteworthy in the iTunes section. Uh, 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 business section, please send all of your friends to iTunes. Have them check out a few of the podcasts. If they don't like them, that's okay. Have them download everything anyway. They can throw it away later. iTunes is a popularity contest at this point. So if you give us a, a, a five-star like, download all of the episodes, you're doing me a huge favor, and I truly appreciate it, folks. So you got guests you think we should talk to? Shoot me a note, Jason at HardwayMBA.com. If you have topics you'd like to hear about, tweet me, at HardwayMBA. Look forward to hearing from you. Guys, make it a great day. Take care.